Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Thank you for all the love about the New Truth Podcast. Kate and I are so grateful. And here we are with episode eight. eight. I, have to, I have something I need to share before we get into episode eight. You guys, we are. we're in episode eight. <laughs> I, I love, our, oh yeah, we're already there. But I have to tell you, I love our podcast. I listen and I'm like, oh my God, this is really good. I can't wait until the next episode comes out so I can listen again. Like I actually, and I don't, I'm not saying that from an arrogant place. I'm like kind of shocked. I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying this. It's so fun. It's so fun. Well, lots of people are enjoying it too. I'm I so think, grateful. I think partly it's because why I like listening back is because we don't pre-plan what we're going to say. So like, it's, I forget what we say. It just kind of yeah. comes through in the moment in our conversation. I forget what we're going to say and then hear it back and like, wow, that was really good. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Well, the, it, the flow of feedback, I mean, Kate and I have both received so many messages, so many texts. We're so grateful for everyone who's starting to participate in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. So if you are not already in that group, come join us over there. And... Yes, we do not pre-decide. We decide on the topic, and then our intention for the, t for the podcast was to act like you all were listening in to us sitting in the living room, which is what we're doing every time we record. We're not in the and same living not, room, unfortunately. Not, I know, I know, but I'm sure some, some of the episodes we have been. Yes. And we are, you know, just talking to love and relationship teachers, coaches, mentors, preachers, talking about topics that really matter to us and that we believe really matter to you. And so we had to bring in one that is like the biggest buzzword, confusing as fuck thing, um, self-love. Yes. Episode eight, the truth about self-love. So if you are a woman who rolls her eyes every time she sees another thing about self-love, or I was actually thinking this morning that where I was 10 years ago, if someone said anything about self-love, my initial response was like, what the fuck does that mean? And <laughs> what do I even do? And then now as someone who's been on a path of personal growth and healing for 10 years, I my truth is I'm still living that practice and watching how many people think there's some magical arrival point of like, oh, I love myself and now I'm all set. I have to actually work every day to love myself. Like that's what's really true for me today. I have to yes. live it every single day. I have to watch my mind on how I talk to myself every single day and make sure I actually act 
like someone who loves and cares about herself on a daily basis. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I think that's maybe what irks me about the word too, because it's not a thing to obtain. It's not, it sounds like, Mm. you know, the first time I heard it, my best friend said, oh, oh my God, all you need is self-love. Like you just need self-love. I was like in torture over a guy, like obsessing over some guy that didn't love me back or whatever. And I looked at her and I was like, excuse me? Like, oh, self-love, that's what you need. That's the answer. And I was like, what What the fuck does that mean, A? And B, and this was like the like the beginning of the self love trend, and B, um, what, like how I hate myself at the time I absolutely hated myself because my in my in my language that uh, the work I do with my clients I've, that my saboteur was in charge of my life I was fully uh, hijacked by my the voice in my head who was an asshole to me. And so the idea of something called self-love was just so far from my reality and where I was that I couldn't even understand the statement. And I I just want to speak to the fact that I do love that the world is going in this direction and that we have, like that we're awakening to these things and that self-love is a trend word. I think that that's cool in a sense that we're making progress. And the purpose of this episode, I think for both of us is to break down what this actually means and how it can be attainable for you, because that's what it's missing is uh, there's a lot of misconception about it. People think, you know, self-love is about taking bubble baths and, and, you know, going to the gym or whatever, which that is an aspect of choosing to have a loving relationship with yourself. Yes, but it's one tiny sliver and definitely not the whole picture. And if you have a voice in your head, your saboteur, that is um, spinning you know, crazy stories about you or about other people or about what it means to be single and how you suck because you don't have a relationship or you suck because your boyfriend doesn't show up for you or whatever the story is, yeah. that you're not beautiful enough or not thin enough or not whatever that voice in your head is telling you, that's the relationship that really needs to change. And to me, self-love is just an overall concept, but it's really about transforming the relationship that you have within yourself. And that's what love is. Right. Period. Having a relationship with yourself. I, the most important thing that you just said was that it's not a thing you obtain. Yeah. Cause I think when I became on my journey, like that's what I actually thought. And here we are on the new truth, which is everyone chasing a thing, right? Chasing the relationship, chasing the ring, chasing the wedding, because it even is that if I chase self-love, then one magical day, I'll feel better yes. rather than all of life is a relationship. Yeah. We are in relationship with everything and very few people actually pay attention to what kind of relationship you have. So I essentially, we could say I had no relationship with myself at all. Mm -hmm. Like I was just this like body moving through the world where every once in a while I considered that I had needs or every once in a while I considered how I was feeling. But most of all, I was chasing having a relationship because then I was going to actually feel good about myself once I had the relationship. Yes. And I talk all the time that the, one of the first, I mean, the first act of self-love was when I stopped drinking. Like yeah. that made everything possible. And so a lot of times people are like, well, where do I start? 
And it's taking stock of like, okay, what's something I'm doing that actually is hurting me, <laughs> right? Yes. Because if you're causing harm to yourself, so maybe it's like staying, I mean, it can be, I'm, I stay up too late or I'm busy all the time and I don't actually ever make time for me. You know, you can start anywhere. And then maybe if you're someone who's like, oh, I've been on the self-love journey forever. Like I feel great about myself. For me now, I get that self-love is actually having compassion. Women are so hard on themselves. Mm -hmm. I'm so hard on myself. Kate, like, oh my God, I'm so hard on myself. And especially the more work someone does on themselves, like the more expectations we then end up having on how we should behave. Like I actually can't even tell you how often I say things like, I know better, mm -hmm. which is just still pressure yeah. on myself. And so the key to, so self-love, the key when you are hard on yourself is right. one of the keys is surrounding yourself with women who see you and who can remind you of who you are in those moments that you forget because we all forget. And I think that that is, for me, that has changed my life so much. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. surrounded by so many amazing sisters and in, in my business, having you on this journey with me now and us being able to do this together, we constantly, it's, it's very rare. I feel like we spoke to this once before, but it's very rare that we both feel like shit on the same day. Yeah. It's like one of us is in our insecurity. <laughs> one of us is saboteurs hijacked us and we're, you know, believing ridiculous things about ourselves and we share it vulnerably and openly and we bring it to each other and we call each other back up and remind each other of the truth yeah. of who we are. And that is a huge piece to transforming your relationship within yourself is t taking inventory of all the toxic people and, yeah. and habits in your life and being willing to let go even just of one, like you talked about, like one toxic habit or toxic person, letting go of that could completely change the trajectory yes. of your life. And then, you know, being uh, certain that you are surrounding yourself with women who can fully support you to grow and to be all of all that you are and who see you beyond what you see, that you just feel amazing to be around. That is so important. Like, God, I mean, we should, we'll probably do an episode on sisterhood, but I think that yeah. like that, my friends have saved my life so many times Me too. and there's no way I would be where I am in my life, in my business, in my growth, in myself without an epic tribe of women Me around me. And I have guy friends too, but it's the women that really, really reflect and help have helped me rise in the ways that I have. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. And self-love isn't something you do behind closed doors, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna stay at home and like say affirmations and- Well, masturbation is a yeah. part of it. So you should do yeah. that behind closed doors. Definitely <laughs> your jade egging and your crystal wanding and all those things <laughs> like that do behind closed doors or you could get in trouble. But you could do it with your friends too. Actually, I know people who've done that. I've not gone that far yet, but one day we'll jade egg together. Yeah. If you don't know what the jade egg is, Google it. <laughs> yeah, we'll have an we'll have an expert come talk about that. Oh but yeah, that, that like we so much when I think of what really the old paradigm is is women should be able to do everything themselves and then 
find a partner who then they just pour all of their love into and then yes. do it behind closed doors in their house and their relationship becomes all about the two of them rather than I not only am who I am because of friends, but actually letting people love me. Like that's something I, that's my preach thing. Like self-love is when you let other people love you for yes. real. Yeah. And you actually track because I think, well, I was in, in the shower this morning thinking about how one of my first sponsors in AA told me once that I was easy to love me. Like she looked at me and was like, oh, Catherine, it's easy to love you. And I lost it. Mm. I lost it because no one had ever said that to me. And I had a childhood that essentially the message was it's hard to love you, right? You're too much. You're a difficult child. You're a problem child. That message was said to me and I was acting out all the time. And of course I was because I didn't feel loved and I was trying to get love. Mm -hmm. And so I always, always, I mean, the Course in Miracles says everything is either an act of love or a call for love. So if you're a woman listening to us right now and you're totally calling yourself out in all of the ways you're not being very loving and kind to yourself, that's been you calling for love. So there is no shame on any of the toxic behaviors. Maybe you've been hanging out with someone who's not good for you who, or who makes you feel like crap about yourself. Self-love love is forgiveness and compassion. Mm -hmm. I never had a relationship last longer than one year. I could not have imagined how much love and how much forgiveness and compassion it actually takes to have a great relationship, right? Not only with self, but with another. 100%. Right? And six years, gonna be six years with Jeff, right? Like yeah. it, it, you can't have love without compassion and forgiveness. No. So self-love isn't something you obtain. It's actually the daily lived practice of embracing how imperfect we all are. Embr yeah. Embracing your mistakes and your flaws. And then every single day, right? So the best of your ability, committing to actually having kind thoughts about yourself. Like my favorite is Dr. Kristen Neff's teachings around compassion where she essentially says it's just three things and number one is being kind to yourself like being a friend to yourself having a relationship with yourself the second one is mindfulness around your emotions so not over identifying with your emotions and then third is shared humanity and it's only in community like I imagine this is your experience with girlfriends too like in community, when, when everyone share, when someone shares something and then every girl in the room is like, oh my God, me too, <laughs> right? Like I felt that way too. And then we're like, oh, I'm not alone. And the best thing that I've experienced since launching the new truth, honestly, is receiving some messages from women saying, oh my God, I'm not the only person who has felt this way. Oh my God, I'm not the only person who has thought that. Like, thank you so much. So this is your permission slip right now to one, care, right, about how you live your life each day, right? How does this thing that I'm doing actually make me feel? How does this person that I'm hanging out with actually make me feel? How do I feel in my body when I'm with this person? And how do I feel about myself when I'm this person? Because even if you're with the most amazing person in relationship, that person can't save you from the work of loving yourself. Oh my God. So I have a lot of strong opinions about the, like, you have to love yourself before you can love someone else. So what do you, what do you think about that? That is thrown around quite a bit. Yeah, I think, well, first of all, I want to say you are very easy to love. Oh, thank you. You are very, easy, you're very to easy to love. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that, I mean, the reality is there, it's not a destination. It's a day to day. I mean, I say that to my clients, they come to the Greece immersion and they have this huge awakening and they become these like super powerful, wildly expressed, sparkly, beautiful, radiant versions of themselves. And I remind them at the end that, Hey, this is a lifelong journey. Like you're going to go home and there's going to be things that remind you of who you used to be. And in every moment you get to choose how you want to show up. And in every moment you get to press restart. So that's part of the, the compassion thing. Um, Abraham Hicks, who teaches the law of attraction, talks a lot about, I just love listening to her because it's, she's so um, inspiring and, mm. and uplifting and just such great reminders. But she talks about how every morning is an opportunity to reset how you start your day. So are you starting your day checking your phone? which means you're in everybody else's world before you're even in your own world. So like to me, that is the time. And I do it sometimes when I'm not intentional, but when I'm intentional and I put my phone on airplane mode and I first thing in the morning, I stretch my body, I move, I breathe, I, I sing, I dance, I journal, I cry, I meditate or whatever. Like when Mm -hmm. I have those reverent mornings where it's, where I'm dedicated to plugging in to me instead of plugging my phone in first, like that myself is, it comes first. Um, it completely changes how my day is. And so, uh, it's like a moment to moment choice. And so the idea that you have to love yourself before you get into a relationship, I think that if you don't have a loving relationship with yourself, yeah, you're probably highly likely to get into really toxic relationships or just to be in the old paradigm because yeah. most of my boyfriends for the most part were really amazing guys who I still love and adore. And the reality is that because I didn't have a loving relationship within myself, I wasn't actually able to let love in. So I do believe that some of the work has to happen before, like it can happen while you're in relationship though. It doesn't have to be before it can be while you're in partnership. Um, and that's a, sometimes you outgrow the partnership if you grow and your partner's not. But um, I think of like who I was in my 20s when I was going from relationship to relationship. And I, I mean, a teenager, 20s, when I was that, like mm-hmm. couldn't be alone for five minutes, moving yeah. from boyfriend to boyfriend, every guy was the one. I was certain of it. And I was, you know, this total fantasy addict, had over heels in love in the beginning. And then a year into it, like, oh my God, I don't want to be with this person anymore. The grass is greener over there. That was my mm-hmm. pattern. And I remember so vividly, I was in a relationship with the most amazing guy in Australia. We actually got together last year when I was there and I hadn't seen him in, I think, 12 years. His name's Byron and he's so lovely, such a sweet, sweet soul. And I remember like feeling in that relationship, like, wow, I don't think I've ever had a boyfriend love me this much. He... Mm gave me words and touch, like so much praise. Those are my highest love languages. So much praise, so much adoration, so much love, so much sweetness. And I, I still didn't feel loved. I remember saying to my friends, I don't understand what the fuck is wrong with me. This guy loves me so much and I still yeah. don't feel it. Like, why can't I feel it? Why can't I believe it? And it was because I hated myself. So I had to go on a journey, which life led me on, of changing the conversation within and changing where I was coming from. And you said it earlier, to me, this is one of the biggest keys is stopping this, the focus on what your life looks like 
right? Which is the agenda, the timeline. I'm not where I should be. My life should be this. I should be in a relationship. I should look like this. I should be 10 pounds lighter. I should have no wrinkles. I should, 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 should. And take your attention off all of that because that's all programming. It's the voice in your head that's not even your own voice. That's not your voice. That's your lifetime of programming. And put your attention on how you feel every day. That is the key. And so when I started to shift that relationship within and started committing my life to like my own pleasure and feeling good and knowing that the reason I couldn't let love in before is because I, I wasn't able to receive love. I was a giver. I could give it to everyone and their dog, but I wasn't able to receive it because, it because of where I was operating from. So when you learn to drop into the truth of who you are and be committed to feeling good, that's the only thing that matters is that we feel good, right? And when you don't feel good, notice what, like either you just need to feel your feelings, which is what children do, or notice what is around you. What is it like? What is happening in your life that is creating this complete discord within? Most likely, your soul wants one thing, and your saboteur, your voice in your head, is telling you to do something else, and it creates that pain inside. And so, paying close, close attention to what you feel, how you feel, and what you said earlier too. So many amazing things that you said. Um, the, the that love is not just going to come from one person. And I was in that state, which is why it felt so good in the beginning that I thought every guy was the one. Yeah. And I was so excited at the beginning of every relationship. Like, wow, I, every time I would say, I've never felt this way before. And like this, you're the one, we're going to be together forever. And then that feeling would go away because I was trying to get that feeling from them, even though they were simply activating a feeling that's already inside of me. And my life now We've talked about this before. I fall in love with so, like, not every single human because some people are just not nice. But even the not nice ones, sometimes I break them down and, and fall in love with them too. But like, I fall in love with people everywhere I go. I, I walk through the world with my heart open. I fall in love. Like, I fell in love with a kitten this year, which we talked about. It might sound weird, but like, I legitimately, it was like I had a crush on this kitten. Like, we had this soul connection. It was like, I cried when I said goodbye. It was a little Greek kitten in Greece at the end of my event. And I like fell in love with the ocean in Greece this year. Oh, sorry, it's not the ocean, the uh, Ionian Sea um, in Corfu. It's buoyant and you can float in it like a deprivation tank. And I floated every day and did these meditations in the ocean. And I just wanted to be in the ocean all day, every day, or the sea. The sea, what's the difference? Who cares? It's water. Anyways, <laughs> fell in love with the salty water that made me float. Mm. And like there, it, it's like my light, my dance classes and my meditation club and like mm. my, like my partner, I mean, Jeff is a very busy guy doing a lot of stuff. So thank God that I have love in other places. Otherwise I would be miserable in my relationship. Like he, you know, he brings so much to my life in the moments we have together and the rest of my life is so filled up with love. So I'm not dependent on my partner to give me anything. Mm. Like love is within us all the time and we simply need to design our life so that it's filled with activators, people, mm. places, experiences, things, and letting go of the anti-love activators, letting go of the toxic things that are actually draining the love from us. Mm. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> so many, so many good things. So many good things. Every yeah. feeling... Like in my, when I think of the biggest breakthroughs with my clients is actually when they've been willing to greet their pain. 
Yes. Like we can't escape frustration, disappointment, loneliness, anger. Like, you know, I'm working with, I mean, I'm the like highly sensitive, super traumatized, right? Human. And our patterns in relationship come from somewhere. And until you become willing to go toward the root and actually face the grief of not having parents who showed up for you or the grief of actually how you've treated yourself. I mean, you and I have had some seriously deep conversations on what happens when women actually turn toward and and ourselves included when we've turned toward how we've treated ourselves and allowed the grief and the pain of that without shaming ourselves or berating ourselves for that. The biggest transformations, like when my clients get it or when they can feel compassion for their pain, when they're no longer afraid of their pain and no longer thinking that something outside of themselves is going to take them away from their pain or that somehow magically one day I won't feel lonely. Right. And love is when I extend who I am to the world and I let the world impact me and I let people love me and there is a giving and receiving an equal exchange. Mm -hmm. And I am still working on receiving from Andrew and Andrew is still working on receiving from me. And I am clear now that that's actually what consciousness is. Like consciousness is how much more can I let in? You are more conscious when you feel more. Yeah. Consciousness is more feeling, not less. I don't know why we somehow, and, and honestly, like there's some seriously dangerous shit inside law of attraction, because mm-hmm. if I think I have to be positive and happy all the time, right, then I'm in serious trouble because I'm actually cutting off like huge parts of who I am. And so loving myself, capital S self means everything that's involved with self everything. Can I love myself on the days when I really don't like myself very much? Can I forgive myself on the days when I say things that I don't lo- that were mean uh, to my husband? Because yeah, I say mean things to my husband sometimes <laughs> and repair in relationship and how that is how that actually works in order to grow back into love and repair with ourselves. Like we have beginning again in every moment, not just begin each day. And the thing that I am actually really passionate about is it, and it's kind of in line with the, all the pressure we put on ourselves. I've watched for myself sometimes making comments like, um, if I start comparing myself to people on social media, like that I should know better kind of thing, or I should be able to wake up in the morning and look at my phone and still feel good. No, (laughs) right? Like boundaries and limits and creating a safe container for ourselves is an act of love, right? I'm going to hopefully hold my romantic relationship sacred because my relationship's not going to look like everybody else's. And that's where we've really gotten wrong. There's the old paradigm, right? Everyone's relationship looks the same as, and love is big, grand gestures mm-hmm. rather than love is in the little things. Love is in the moment by moment practice. Love is when Andrew prepares my toothbrush, before we go to bed every night kate every night every night i walk into the bathroom and my man has put toothpaste on my toothbrush before bed that's so cute love love is in these little moments of 
What? what? Nobody's ever put toothpaste on my toothbrush ever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's ever put the little nobody's ever put toothpaste on. <laughs> oh my gosh. And all the little things. And so instead yeah. of like, we can overwhelm ourselves like, oh, self-love means I have to do big bubble baths and work out all the time and do big grand gestures. You can start with a little gesture that yeah. right now, yeah. Let's do this together. I like imagine, because I'm going to like cry thinking about this, that every woman who's listening to this podcast at the exact moment when she's listening right now brings her hand to her heart mm. and takes a deep breath. Like really breathe into your heart and feel in this moment all of the women, the hundreds of thousands of women following this podcast, listening to this podcast right now, all of the beating hearts of the world, all humans just wanting to be loved. That's all we want. And I believe we actually want to love each other too. That's what feels good. So just in this moment, love is presence. Love is the awareness of the present moment and that you have everything you need right now and you have all the courage and all the capacity in the world to behave like you matter and to surround your life with people who reflect that back to you. And if you're someone like me who, didn't, who, was, so, who was traumatized enough to believe that love hurt, you actually can learn that it doesn't. You can retrain. You can through one-on-one -on -one coaching and through the immersion. Going to the immersion. So, Kate, let's talk a little bit about the immersion. Thank you for taking a moment with me like that. That just that, felt really good. That was amazing. I love you're the best like meditation. We actually should just create some meditations that you do and, and offer them to the ladies that are listening because we will. You like your meditation. So Catherine leads like leads healing sessions on our calls and meditation. She's you're just so amazing at that. Your voice is so soothing and so beautiful. And in that moment, I was just really feeling into like, do you know how fucking good it feels when you can walk through the world with your heart open? Like yes. even, like even, and I have days where I, listen, I might sound like sunshine and roses because I'm a connector. That's my nature. Even when I hated myself, the connector thing was always there. Now I'm a connector connected to myself and other people. So it's coming mm -hmm. from a very different place. So I, I have days where I'm tired and I don't want to talk to the Uber driver or I don't want to talk to the lady at the coffee shop. But I do my best and not from a fake place, not from a, yeah. oh, you're just supposed to talk to this person to be nice, but actually from being in my own body, that's like essential, being present in the moment, you know, and little cues to get present, definitely deeper healing if you have a hard time being present is, um, yeah. is something to consider and coaching. Um, but to just pay attention to your breath, notice your feet, maybe walk a little bit slower, move a little bit slower through the world that will bring you more into the present moment and then connect with every human you come into contact with. Do you, it like, it feels so fucking so good. And I remember back in the day when I was a love fantasy addict, 
I remember whenever I was in love, I was like 10 million times more friendly and I'd walk down the street and be like, hi, good morning. La, la, la. And I'm sure like most women on this, listening to the podcast can relate to that, like feeling that way when you're really happy or things are going really well in your life. So it's like just practice giving the gift of love every day in every moment because it feels good. It's like we, we're so isolated. I don't know what's like mm-hmm. everywhere else in the world, but in Vancouver, like maybe because it rains so much, people barely make eye contact here. One time I walked past 45 people on the way to work and I was like, the first person that makes eye contact, I'm going to say good morning to one woman in, in an hour walk, 45 Mm -hmm. people I passed. And the one woman I said good morning to was like, oh, good morning, dear. Like so happy and honored. So Mm. yeah, just like presence is everything. And, um, so you, you mentioned working with us or the immersion. So Catherine specialty is healing through childhood trauma. Any, if you relate to any of her stories, she is your gal. Um, she's a master at trauma work and ch- inner child work. Um, just absolutely like will completely rock your world and, and transform your relationship within yourself so that you can experience and receive love. And, um, and then for me and my work, what, what we do is um, I am committed to awakening women to who they really are. And I see, like whenever I meet women, I see who they are and then I see their saboteur. I see all the weird, twisted, kink, kinked ways in which they're stopping love from being in their life and they're, they're not being fully expressed as who they are in the world. And so I have a program called The Immersion. There's only a few spots left, actually. I only do it once a year and take a very, very small group of women to Greece. Um, The next one's in Corfu, October 3rd week. Corfu is a very, very soulful, magical Greek island. Mm -hmm. And that's the first time I'm doing an event there. I usually do it in Mykonos, but this one it stole my heart when I was there um, attending a retreat last year. So I, yeah, if you want to know more, click um, or go, go to- We'll post the links. We'll post the oh, links below. Yeah. Thank you. I'm like, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> In the show notes, it's application, right? So someone yes. applies to join you yeah. there. Yeah. And that the journey is about transforming the relationship within. And yeah, it's what mm-hmm. I've done. And every woman who's ever walked that journey with me is like completely- Mm. a sparkly new human on the other side of it, but really they're just in alignment with who they really are. And I had one other thought when you were talking earlier, uh, just before me is that, um, loving yourself is about following your truth. That's like the fucking core of all cores. Yeah. I mean, we, I've said so many times, this is the key. No, this is the key. (laughs) There's so many, but this is, if you're going to take away one thing, I know it's listening to that voice inside and it's not going to make sense. It doesn't come with commentary. There's no, there's no words. It's just a feeling, but if you can actually trust that feeling, or it's like the punch in the gut or the barfing feeling or whatever, like the, the, or the anxiety, it's like your body is always, always, always talking to you. And if you're too busy listening to your mind, for the most part, that's your saboteur. That's your conditioning of what your life is supposed to look like rather than how you feel. Follow how you feel, follow your body, follow your truth. And, uh, it will never lead you astray. It won't. It's like, if you are on a date and this guy seems unbelievably charming and amazing and your body is screaming, no, and your mind is like, what? He's so charming and amazing. How could it be a no? Trust your body. Your body Mm. knows. And that is love. And that's what we do like with clients, right? Support women in actually finding that soul voice. Yeah. Right. Cause it, for me, it's a small with soft yes. whisper. Yes. Right. And it screams 
in the like big breakdowns in your life and you're like, how did that just happen? Big breakups, losing your job, right? Like you just can't take it anymore. Like that is when your soul is screaming for you to pay attention, right? For your heroine to talk, to be saying, I want a relationship with you and treating yourself poorly, speaking negatively about yourself or to yourself, that shit doesn't feel good. And you are designed to feel good. You are designed to thrive in your life. And I needed someone championing, championing that for me. And I wanted, I threw up when I hired my first coach. I was like, I couldn't believe that I was investing like in myself and spending the time to do that. Like there is no greater act of love than making time for yourself and making investments in yourself because you're screaming to the world that you matter and that you care. And to love is to care to care genuinely about some, how someone's day is going, right? To make those that make eye contact, to, to be asking a genuine question, not just like, oh, how are you? How are you? Good, good. Okay. How about what's good in your world? Mm-hmm. How about let's ask that instead of how are you? When we greet someone new, tell, ask what's good in your world today, because there is always so much that we all can answer and brave, beautiful woman. If you are listening to this podcast, you are worthy. You are beautiful. You matter so much. You are put here on this earth for a reason. You have a unique purpose and we love you. We are so grateful for you and for your support. If you loved this episode, tell your friends all about it. Your ratings and reviews matter so much. And we would love to see you and hear your story in the new truth movement, Facebook group. So thank you for following along with us for the New Truth Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Love you. Thank you for listening to the New Truth Podcast. You are a woman first. Throw away the fairy tale story so that you can have the real thing and a life that you freaking love. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and share it with all of the amazing women in your life who need to hear this message. And it's all women. Every woman. <laughs> like every woman you know. Share it with your grandma. You can find us on Instagram at The New Truth Podcast and our website, thenewtruthpodcast.com. Sign up to receive your free gift from us. The three major myths about love keeping you settling, sacrificing, and sabotaging your relationships. Go get it while it's hot. Get it. Stay tuned for our next episode. See you soon. See you soon.